Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD, right? Your buddy with you every morning. What I normally do, go through results DB, look a little bit about yesterday's slate, right? It's always an eventful slate, right? It doesn't matter that, oh, it just, there can't be that much news. And then, then of course, of course, a lot of crap happens. And it'll probably happen today also, right? We got 10 games, I think, tonight. 10 games as of now, right? I don't know, maybe they cancel a game. People are in, people are out. The All-Star break's coming up. The basketball players, they're getting tired of playing, so maybe they're resting or something. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen tonight? But uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. We'll go through some, some process stuff, some strategy, right? That's what that's what this show is all about at 11 o'clock in the morning. But more about strategy, more about the, the YouTube chat and the questions, right? I'm here to teach. We got Max Coach in here, Meat Plow, Jupocalypse, DJ Cicero, Kevin Copeland, Anthony Rodriguez, Matt Mears, Harrison Bryan, R.C. Bremen, Travis Ratliff, and the other people in the YouTube chat. You know what to do first. Beginning of the show. Give me those tummy thumbs. Hit the thumbs up button. Keep the apple juice cold. I got I got tons of apple juice. I got so much apple juice. It's ridiculous, right? We got another one. We got Walmart delivery yesterday. More apple juice, right? I had plenty of apple juice, but my my wife just puts the same stuff on the shopping list all the time. So it's like, I'm not even going to bother to check that I already have like six cases of these. And now oh, two more. Okay, fine. We got all the apple juice we could ever need. So hit hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell to know when we go live, you get a notification. When bing, bing, we're live. We're live here in the morning. Uh, and you could also get notifications if you, if you download the RG app, the Roto Grinders app on your phone, you'll always get notifications of news. So you go in there, you set, you set the, the, the little thing in the settings for notifications for NBA and any urgent news, you'll, you'll get a push notification for. So if it, it, funky stuff happens, guys in, guys out, new starting lineups, it always, within, within less than a minute that you could find out on Twitter, Bing, it's right, it's right to your phone, right to your phone. You find, you find that out. The only thing you wouldn't find out is that uh, that the Clippers, after after Locke, just decided, like, Kawhi's not playing. Just screw it. Just whatever, whatever. Who cares about injury reports, right? What's the point? What's the point? I didn't have Kawhi or anything. But, of course, that obviously made Paul George a much better play. But no one could do anything about it because uh, <laughs> just all, all of a sudden he's not in the starting lineup. Just so what's going on there? Like he's in the bathroom, right? Is he? He's not even on the bench. Then it turns out, up oh, uh, some back spasms. He's out, right? Then we got the news. Uh, uh, uh Derek Rose up. Oh, can not playing. What? Why is there a five thirty injury report? What's the What's the point of the injury report now? What is the point? Then Kuzma's out, right? That came after that. that, that, that half an hour to that game, and that was the late game. And it's not like you you probably weren't playing Kuzma. Right, but that bumps up Markeith Morris. That bumps up Montrez Howell. Howell started, and then didn't do anything. Right, and then we had Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was out. Right, people were playing Derrick Rose. It was a, and, and then we saw. Okay, I maybe maybe this is a manual quickly day. Finally, finally they're gonna unleash the quickly, and then the Nicolina started, and it's like okay, now what do we do? And then if he's still stuck with quickly, he got forty-one points. So. You, you, you lose in any direction, right? You're like, okay, do I stick with quickly? Is he going to play 
28, 30 minutes? Is this Frankie Smokes going to play? No, who knows? But if you stuck with quickly, you got rewarded for that. Uh, I didn't. I was going to I was going to switch from Noel in my cash lineup and, I, and quickly. And it, it was it was a mess. Yesterday was not a good day for me. If I would have if I would have made the switch on on DraftKings and FanDuel, I would I would have won. I would have won money yesterday. If quickly started, if quickly started, I would have had bridges quickly on, on FanDuel instead of whatever the hell I had. And then I would have had quickly over Noel on uh, on DraftKings. And that would have been a difference of what, 15 points or so. And that would have worked out. I would have I would have done the same thing quickly on uh, Yahoo, and that would have worked out. So, like, there you go. Thank you, Tibbs. Thank you. You couldn't just start quickly. So, because how do you project that? How do you project uh, quickly is going to come off the bench and then play everything? You know, you never know. What, you never know what Tibbs. You want quickly to play, and then then he never does. He plays 12 minutes, right? You just hope he's efficient in that time. So that this is me. This is me complaining. This is me complaining about yesterday. Uh, with with all with all the news and the new starting lineups, and it, at some point I, I'm just welcoming the All Star break. Can we just have like five days of just not having to deal with this crap? Baseball's coming up, right? Baseball's coming up by April first. They're starting. Yeah, we don't have to deal with that, and then we're gonna probably have to de- still deal with that. This guy's opening, right? We have the pitchers. This guy's opening, but we, and who knows who's starting for this team? It's gonna be one of those one of those the, the fourth fifth starters. It may be a bullpen game. It may it may. Or this guy is starting, and then you just have to figure it out from there. A little bit, a little bit less, less commotion at least, because the batters never really change, right? The starting lineup is the starting lineup, so usually you get that. But the NBA, this is this is ridiculous. Ronald Coley says Kawhi being ruled out destroyed your lineups. Well, yeah, well, if if he would have played a minute and then got injured, I mean, it's just pretty much the same thing, right? Just it's ridiculous that. Like why, what, what, what's the point of the injury report? What's the point of it? They're going to be late scratches like that. Well, we didn't think he would. Put him on the, put him on the report is questionable. Just put everyone on, just put everyone on the injury report at that point. Uh, Harris, Brian, 2389, are projections as important in baseball as they are in basketball? They're important in every sport. Projections are projections. Now there's high, there's there's more variance in baseball. It's a more of an event-driven sport, but projections are still projections. They're important forever. What else? What else are projections doing other than figuring out a range of outcomes based on a whole bunch of variables? That's what you'd be doing in your head anyway. Well, this pitcher versus that thing, and this ballpark, and you know that type of stuff. Who's going to, who's more likely to do well today for their salary? It's, it's, you're doing the same thing. That's what projections are. Max Berman asks, uh, just curious, your input on the Kawhi scenario. Do you think DFS sites should refund or this part of the gamble? Personally, I feel like it's unfair post-lock as we for all knew that Kawhi was in. No, that's just part of it. I don't think, I don't think the sites should refund at all. Personally. It's in there. It's in their terms. It's in there. Like shit happens. I mean, that's what's in their terms. That's what had this is an act of God. Something game gets postponed. You can't predict it. No one can. So like it, it, it negatively affects everyone. Oh, uh, you, uh, you happen to have Kawhi lineups. I didn't, but th- there's going to be another slate where it's going to be the reverse where everyone that played Paul George, you know, they got to bump up. Maybe next time, next slate, you'll be in that situation. I think a DFS in terms of the long run. I don't want to have. I personally, I don't want to have the sites pick and choose what they what they do in those scenarios. 
I think they should just, it should never be a refund. Just that's it. That's the, that's the way, that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? Like even the, even the situation we had, what, two weeks ago? Where the late game, like the last game on the slate, they just it got canceled, right? COVID cancellation or something. And you couldn't even swap to anyone because it's the last game, right? Like I'm not opposed to that. Just to, that it is what it is, right? It sucks, right? But that's, it. and if you look at their terms, if you look at the rules, they don't have to do anything. I just don't like the selective choosing. Just have a policy and then stick to it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Have the policy be that you refund everyone. Okay, I'm fine with that also. Just trying to pick and choose and who gets it because then you email and some people get a refund, some a one-time thing. And then, then it just promotes the fact that like at time, anything happens at all. Guy gets injured in the middle of the game. I, I am getting a refund. I'm going to email. And then just why? Either have one policy or don't have that. That's the policy. We all live with it. That's the rules. End of story. We had that roof leak a couple of years ago with the, the Pelicans. Yeah, I, I, I had Pelicans in my lineup. I remember I what, Miritich and Anthony Davis. And I, okay. Oh, well, I guess I lose today. Tomorrow's another day. But then, that, oh, we got to refund this. And go, well, if we're going to do it in that scenario, when, what are the scenarios that we do do it? And then you end up with people complaining all the time because they believe that they deserve, they, oh, well, if they did it for this, they're going to do it for this. Oh, they didn't do it for that? Well, these sites suck. Like, just have one policy. I'm perfectly fine. That's in the rules. It sucks. I don't like it. I don't like when, oh, game gets canceled and you, you have zeros in your lineup. It's, oh, there, there's $3,000 down the toilet, right? But that's that's the gamble. Of, that's what we're playing. Stuff will happen electricity goes out i mean like stuff happens that's part that's part of the game it's in the rules that's my i mean that's just my opinion stay within your bankroll if you if you're if you're managing your bankroll properly you shouldn't get tilted over oh i just burned all my lineups okay well that's what two percent of your bankroll okay move on to the next day stuff happens i mean that that's my viewpoint i just consistency if we make it so that if a late scratch happens after lock, when like Tyler Hero got scratched, what, a week or two ago after the game locked? And the sites are like, if you have a Tyler Hero lineup, we'll refund your entry. Uh, fine, if that's the policy, I'm fine with that also. Just whatever it's consistently. I think that's more important. I think consistency is more important than what it is. I'll live with whatever it is. As long as if it's in the rules, that's what it is. If you don't want to play under those rules, don't play. I don't know. I think I'm being reasonable with this. Let's see. Go through the YouTube chat a bit. I don't know if anyone wants to talk about yesterday's slate. I have no idea. We're doing whatever you guys want to do. This is what, this is what the show is. If you're listening on the podcast later, waving to the podcast people that can't even see me, that could rate and review it on iTunes if you want. Show up if you want, to, if you, if you, if you want the show to be about whatever you want it to be about. You got to show up live. Right. Apocalypse says, I wish the sites didn't refund either. It's not that I wish they don't refund. It's just, I would I'd just be consistent. We will not have to deal with that. No one would be screaming on Twitter. We wouldn't have an RG discord. We wouldn't have like 18 people going, I emailed this. I maybe I do. Are they going to do it? Like that's the reason that happens is because they're not consistent. Just be consistent. And I'm fine. Perfectly fine with that. 
Matt Mears asked, will you be playing cash in MLB the same way you're doing in NBA? Or are you going to be backing off and focusing more on GPPs? No, I'm going to try it in MLB also. Big proponent of the bat, Derek Cardi's. Derek, Derek, Derek Cardi is the best modeler in, in the industry. Hands down. As the best modeling. Not, not modeling like, oh, he's walking down the runway in a pretty dress or anything like that. Not that type of modeling. But do, doing, doing fantasy Fantasy baseball, football modeling, and the bat is the best of the best. So, it uh, go 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 pick that up. The, the RG projections for MLB are are good. The bat just incorporates a lot more, a lot more variables. So so I I'm I'm, I'm going to be using the bat. I've been using the bat the past three seasons. So this coming season, I'll be using the bat, and I'm going to do the same exact thing I'm doing for NBA. Right, basically. I think I'm going to do more multi-entry GPPs because it's a little bit easier uh, in baseball. Easier meaning that's less late swap. There's no, like, I need to manage 100 lineups throughout the night. It's less likely I'm going to be swapping a lot in, in baseball. But doing the same thing, just with optimal lineups and the projections and run that in cash. I'll do a spreadsheet. I will do the same exact spreadsheet, right? Because I even did, a, if you go all the way to the bottom, right? I don't even know if you could see it. I even have tabs, NBA 2021, right? Now I'm going to have MLB 2020. I'm going to do the same exact thing. Like you see, yesterday was not a good day. It's gone down, right? It's going up, going down, going up, going down, going up. It's going up, it's whatever. Still, it's still, we're still fine. Hey, if I can keep around an 8% ROI, I'm gold. That's fine. Great. 8% daily ROI is beautiful. No problem. If the season ended today, I consider this to be a success even though DraftKings not doing that well, right? But that's the whole point of diversification. But I'm going to be doing the same thing for baseball. Do the same exact thing. Start with a $20,000 bankroll, just like just like this, 10%. Get diversification across three sites. Do it again. Then I could focus on GPPs, right? Just, you know, what's the optimal lineup? Give it to me. There you go. Throw it in. Make 50, 60 lineups. You know, run the stacks, Right? And there you go. Easy peasy. Once you've been pl- once you play NBA, and then you get to MLB, it seems like it's so so much more so much le- so much more leisurely. Right? Because you're like making lineups. It's like five o'clock. You get most of sometimes you may not get one or two like West Coast teams, the Dodgers, the Angels. But most of the time you, you have you have it could be 13 games on the slate, and you have all the starting lineups, you have the, all the batting orders, you know all the pitchers and you could leisurely like put together your lineups. You'd be like, oh, okay, let me let me try this combination. Let me try these stacks. Let me try this whatever. Ownership gets updated. It's it's a, less stressful, and you're not expecting. It's not like you're doing that expecting. Ten minutes before lock, something happens that you have to change everything that you've done. NBA, that's what happens. That's the stress of NBA. Of okay, I can't even touch this until like six o'clock to begin with. And then whatever I'm doing now, 45 minutes made me worthless. 6.45, some other guy's out. Or they're, they're, there's an 8 o'clock or a 9 o'clock game with 14 questionable players that you never know what's going to happen. So you're going to go, well, what am I doing? MLB is occasionally a pitcher gets scratched. Occasionally. Right? Or sometimes they don't know who's going to pitch. It's one of those things. It's going to be a bullpen game or something. Like, okay. Or occasionally it's like, oh, maybe Mike Trout rests type of thing but it's a batter so you did you move to Mookie Betts well there you go it's not that big of a deal 
You could swap out much much easier in baseball. So yeah, once you once you start playing MLB, it's like oh, I, I could just I could just sit back and relax. And then once lock hits, there's really not not much swapping you're doing. Maybe you're swapping some later games if you need to make a point. You switch a pitcher, but it's not like the wholesale I got to jam in type of stuff. I mean, take a look at quickly yesterday. If we take a look across the board. Manuel quickly was 24% owned in the fadeaway. So you could see how many sharp players just jammed him in. And they jammed him in thinking it was starting. I mean, I think really when Derek Rose was ruled out, it's like, let me jam in quickly. And then once you saw Nicolina was starting, then it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, because Austin Rivers is still there. You, you never know. Tim says he wants to run the, run, the young guys, and then he never does. But if you stuck around with quickly, I mean, there you go. I mean, but quickly would have been nothing owned before the Derrick Rose news. So that late swap type of stuff, I mean, the late news, you jam. Not jam all your lineups. Yeah, Brick 75, 93% of his lineups. But jam whatever's remaining, right? Most of your lineups, as many as you can. You don't get that. You really don't get that in baseball. You're not jamming anyone, right? Uh, let's see. Right. I think. I think. I. I see the. I see the. The, the discussion in the YouTube chat. Right. Like Rob B says, you. You should be more pissed at the NBA, and, and the and the injury report than than DraftKings or FanDuel or anything. They're going to be, they, I just think they should be consistent with their, with their rules. Right. Every, but Alex Santi says everyone is dealing with the same scratches, right? Everyone's dealing with the same stuff. Some days it'll, it'll hurt you. And some days you'll benefit from it. You'll be like, aha, I didn't have anyone from that team. All those people are getting zeros and now I'm not. I mean, there, you benefit from that. But yeah, you should be more pissed at the NBA. Yeah. I'm more pissed at the NBA than I am at the, 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 the DFS sites. What's the point of injury reports? If, if, if people are going to be people are going to be ruled out after afterwards. Not not it's not not they're not listed at all. List them as something. List them as something questionable. List them as something. Let's see. Go through the YouTube chat. Okay. Right, Ronald Coley says baseball lets you know well ahead of time in regards to their players' statuses. Well, I mean, because most of the time they're fine. I mean, you don't really get the, oh, they're questionable to come. I mean, because they have a 10-day, right, list. I mean, like, it's it's the transactions. I mean, you see the transactions. Because they're not, because baseball, there's a limited amount of of players. They want to keep more pitchers in the bullpen. They want to keep, you know, platoon hitters. So they're not just going to leave some dude on the bench that's injured, right? They're going to put him on. They're going to put him on the, the injured list, the IL, and then call someone up, or you know, you'll see that. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see a transaction at two thirty in the afternoon. So and so gets called up, and blah 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 is put on the injured, and then you're done. You're done. Easy. Ah. Uh. Rob B says basketball DFS is like a full-time job. Yeah, one once the slate start, went towards the you don't have to do anything now. Like like 11:20 in the morning, you don't have to do anything now. 
once it gets to like an hour before lock until the last game lock, that's a full-time job. Uh, Daniel Hutchings asks, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize we could have so many MLB questions, which is fine. I'm here to answer your questions. It doesn't matter what it is. Daniel Hutchings asks, is it also the case in baseball that when you do have a late scratch, it rarely results in a huge change in value in the rest of the pool, unlike NBA? That's correct. The only difference is when the only surprise types of stuff that you get in MLB like you'll like a guy that normally doesn't lead off or so like the ninth hitter is now leading off, right? Like someone gets scratched and that happens. And so, so they get like an extra, like 0.8, like plate appearance expectation. That's it. So it's like a $3,400 player is now like really should be a $4,200 player. But of course they get that it's one extra at bat. That's it. It's not like NBA where you, Oh, you're going to take off Kawhi and Paul George and, Everyone and it's like like everyone's underpriced and they're gonna shoot. There's five five guys on the court that are gonna shoot the ball and do stuff. Baseball, like I mean, plate appearances don't even you strike out if you ground out. It doesn't. It does, who cares, right? The only other time from that is if a pitcher gets scratched, especially if it's a stud pitcher. Jacob Degrom gets scratched and it's gonna be a Mets bullpen game. Well, typically on the sites. When it's a stud pitcher, the you know the the batter prices are reflective to the pitcher prices. So all the batters that on the other team, let's say they're facing the Phillies, right? Bryce Harper has been priced down, right? We've had you know the Gene Segura has been priced down. They've all been priced down because they're facing Jacob Degrom. Well, now they're facing the Mets bullpen. So now all those guys are technically underpriced, but it does. It's not like it's not like. Uh, uh, the Raptors ruling out half their players. Because yeah, yeah, you're right. They're underpriced. But I mean, the Mets bullpen, I mean, it doesn't, they still have to hit the ball. They, I mean, it's, they're still going to get the same amount of opportunity. Still going to be four at bats. Still going to be five at bats. Still going to be three at bats. But in NBA, we see that, you know, you, t- you take out three star players. You took out, you took out Harden, Irving, and Durant from the Nets. Well, everyone's underpriced because what are they going to do? Not shoot the ball? I mean, they're going to all these other players that are way cheaper are going to get opportunity, way more opportunities now. But in baseball, they're still getting the same opportunity just against a weaker pitcher. That's it. So I got to do something. So in basketball, you get a lot more opportunity when guys are ruled out and guys are underpriced. You're getting someone 4,000 that should be 7,500. Baseball, that, that, that you don't get that. Oh, well, this, the leadoff guy is like, who cares? 3,200. Well, he still has to hit the ball. He gets an extra plate appearance. There you go. That, that's what you get. Or he gets to face a crappier pitcher. Still, still has to, the crappier pitcher could still strike him out. I mean, the different the difference between them is not like that dramatic. I know it's like Jacob DeGrom to a garbage pitcher. So Bryce Harper should be 5,800 and not 4,700. So it's like, well, that just seems like a big enough gap. It's like, yeah, we we roster people at 5,800 in baseball and they strike out four times. I mean, so that happens enough of the time as it is. So it's not like this, like you got to jam them in type of situations. Let's see. Let's go through the YouTube chat. Go through the YouTube chat. 
Super Monkey 22, New Year's Stream and Fantasy. I'm hoping to good. Well, I'm hoping you could maybe write better sentences. But thank you for everything you do. Well, you're welcome. Let's go through the YouTube chat. People are talking amongst themselves. I like it. I like it. Do I have to be here anymore? That's fine. Today's NBA slate is the Laker value because no LeBron. Yeah, LeBron isn't playing today. Who knows what's going to happen today? This is ridiculous. We go to the, the algorithmic projections. Let's take a look. Let's take a look to see. We got Lowry. Right? Is, is Fred Van Viet playing today? Who, what's going on with the Raptors? Who's playing for the Raptors today? Okay, we got Bembry. So he's going to have to play. Davis. So we got no Siakam, no Van Bleet. We still got Boucher. Yeah, we got, yeah, this is going to be, this is, yeah, Terrence Davis is going to have to play. Norman Powell, even though he's 6,700, he's going to, he's going to be towards the top of the list. Then we got the Lakers. Right. Do we even have, we have, yeah, we have uh, LeBron out. So yeah, Dennis Schroeder. 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 I always have to correct myself. Schroeder. Schroeder. I don't think it's a THT. I mean, you could obviously you can play THT. But who knows who else is going to be out, right? That's the, I mean, take a look at the, the, the plus minuses here. We've got Harden, Schroeder, Lowry, Lillard. If I run, let's see, what do we have as an optimal? Yeah, this makes sense. I mean, take a look at this. You got Markeith, right? You're playing Toronto and the Lakers and Harden. There you go. And someone at center, I guess, Gobert in this situation. Lowry, Davis, Powell, Morris, Gobert, Harden, THD, and Schroeder. This looks like a fine lineup. Here, here you go. There's a cat. You're leaving 300 on the table. Depends on what other news comes out. Who knows? Luca's questionable. Who knows? Who knows what happens there? Evan Fournier, he's questionable. Kuz, I don't think that matters that much. Jeremy Grant is questionable. Maybe he sits. Gordon Hayward, we still got him. But I think that, I don't think you're not doing you're not doing really doing much on the Hornets because they've started to price those guys up for for Hayward and Zeller being out. Buddy Heald is questionable. Okay. Doug McDermott, Eric Gordon. I'm just listening to the people. That, Tobias Harris is questionable. These are the people that are on the injury report. But like, look, look at what we're talking about in the beginning of the show. Does it matter? Does it matter? Okay, those are the people that actually have designations. Does that does it mean anything? One thirty, someone's going to get on the injury report. We've never we never would have expected. And if that guy doesn't get on, it gets on at five thirty. Turns oh, it goes downgraded. Then eight o'clock comes around. It's you know the, the Charlotte Minnesota game, and Carl Anthony Towns is just not playing. Doesn't he's oh he's not listed as a starter, and you're looking and going, what the hell's going on, right? Was never on the injury report, but who knows? That could happen, right? Lillard just says, eh, pff, I'm not playing. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So, like, what I'm saying now at 11, 11.30 in the morning really doesn't matter that much. But, yeah, but LeBron, we know LeBron is out. But of course, they priced every, they priced the, they priced the Raptors and the, and the Lakers as if, <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't take that into account. But this looks this as of right now looks like a Raptors Lakers slate. As of right now. 
So how many how many Raptors are even dressing? I mean, they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. If you conclude Matt Thomas and Stanley Johnson, you got Yuta Wontanabe. I mean, look at look at the smash percentages on on these guys. I mean, like you have one, two, three, four, five, six guys with the twenty nine plus percent smash because they're they're too cheap. I mean. Siakam and Van Vliet are out. Terrence Davis is going to have to play a ton. Right? And the, basically, you're looking backcourt, frontcourt, like the, the side court, every court. Boucher is going to have to play, play center a ton. So they're not going to play Boucher and Baines together. I would assume not. Right, you know, all these guys are going to have to play. This is going to be ridiculous. Then on the Lakers side... I mean, they they still have guys. It's just they don't have good guys. They just don't, it's not good. Crusoe got injured yesterday. Didn't Crusoe at, at the end of the game? He had a problem. So maybe he's not even playing. He's not on the injury report. But here we go. He got four over 31%. THT, Markeith, Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, Schroeder. This is DraftKings. I could only imagine what their prices are on Trump FanDuel. Let me check. Let me check. I haven't looked. I've I've not looked yet. Like I said, this is this is what I do in the morning. So you're seeing what I normally do. I have not looked on FanDuel what their prices are. Prices on FanDuel. Let's see. Yeah, Kyler Hours is still only eighty two hundred. Yeah, it's about the same prices as DraftKings. And then then you look at the Lakers. Right, Schroeder's 55. He's cheaper. He's cheaper on FanDuel. Yeah, this is going to be, let's let's take a look at the optimal for that. Right, it's, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Lakers, Lakers, Raptors, 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 Harden, and then like Ingram and Cantor or whatever, whatever you fit in. Yeah, so it's, it's Lakers-Raptors day, people. The Lakers game isn't until 10 o'clock. So, I mean, what else? I mean, we know LeBron's out. It's not, that's not, it's not one of those LeBron's always on the injury report and then he's not going to play type of things. They could have done that. They could have faked this out. Because we know we see LeBron as questionable on the injury report like every day. He's all, obviously, he's playing because he's always they always list him and AD. They'll just constantly list him just in case they, that he doesn't. At least they do that for us. But then the day before, they go, nope, he's not going to play. Okay. Then Toronto is the early game, so 7 o'clock. So half your lineup's going to be from that game from there, and then half the other half will be at 10 o'clock. Then you get the tilt in between. You get some late swap opportunities. You'll know about a lot of these games by the time the two 10 o'clock games start. You'll be able to, I'm behind, I'm ahead, switch around. Let's look through the YouTube chat. Alex says, Blender, I'm surprised you haven't gotten into hockey DFS. You would love it with all the stacking, and you could definitely excel at it even if you don't know the sport much. You know, people have said that I, I would be good at hockey DFS, but I'm only one person. I have, to, I have to choose where I spend my time. I started with just soccer, if you remember. Most people don't. It's kind of weird to me. The first two or three years of me playing DFS, I was the soccer guy. 
That's that's what I was known for. I was on podcasts. I did streams. And it was just soccer DFS. So it's kind of weird when people are like, oh, I didn't know you played soccer DFS. It's like, that's, that's, that's what I started with. I didn't play any of the other sports. Then I went from soccer to baseball. Like, okay, let me, let me see if this stuff works out for baseball. Okay, and then get into baseball. Then I played some PGA. So at least that's once a week. Okay, now I'm doing that. Then I got into NFL. I'm like, okay, then I get into NFL, right? Because it's the biggest sport. I'm like, okay, this is where all the money is. So I might as well look into some football stuff. And then I get into basketball or NBA progressively. Maybe at some point I do play some hockey. But I like I like focusing on things at a time. I don't want I don't like the days where I'm I'm, I'm running three or four sports at the same time. I, I, I can't concentrate that much. I could do it on Saturdays, like Saturdays. Uh, Premier League soccer is in the morning. So that's like 10 o'clock in the morning and then still play NBA later in the day. But it's like NBA is going on. I, I'm not playing MMA. Like during during when NBA and all the other sports were dead, then's when I played MMA. But it's like, do I want to deal with MMA lock, especially with fights getting canceled and stuff? It's like, well, it's right in the middle of that, that lock and then I have to do NBA lock. So it's like, I want to focus on one thing at a time. Even with this, this coming up, you know, with the uh, baseball coming up, most likely with baseball coming up, when baseball starts, my NBA play will be just cash game play. Like I won't even play GPPs in, in NBA. So I'm going to focus on baseball, on MLB. But at least cash games in NBA, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making one lineup, right? I'm, I'm using the projections. So it's not, it's not like I have to think that much about it. So I could do that and then focus on, on the MLB stuff. But that's just me. Some people are, are able to do multiple sports at the same time. Okay, that's fine. Or they could do it, but they know that their efficiency comes down. Their results come down a little, but they're still profitable players. So it's like you take a, you'll take a little hit because you know your, your attention is spread out a bit, but you're still your positive ROI from, from both sports regardless. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more afraid to do that. I just want to make sure that I'm doing one thing well. That's just me. Doug Sellier says, the bat is 100% worth it. Full transparency, I've used it for three years now, and that's where I make all my NFL losses back. LOL. Let's see. Go through the YouTube chat. Be a shorter show today. Typically on Wednesdays, because I have a meeting with the lineup HQ team. They're getting, so they're getting some MLB, new MLB stuff ready. I can't tell you what it is. I don't think I could tell you what it is. There'll be some new features in, in, in lineup HQ for MLB. I've been, I've been working and testing with them. Hopefully be ready by, by April 1st. I'm assuming so. You know, we got, we got, we got three and a half weeks, right? We're fine. Right. 28 days, nah, four weeks, 28 days. We're good. Going through the YouTube chat, people answering each other's questions. That's fine. Gerald Miller says, uh, hey, will you be doing the pregame show for MLB as you do for NBA? As it has taught me a lot. Yeah, I'll be here. The plan is, the plan is, as, lo as long as people still watch the show, hit the thumbs up button. Give me those tummy thumbs. As long as, long as we get views on this show at 11 in the morning, I'll be here every day, every weekday. During the summer, during football season, during what, whatever. Every weekday. So whatever happens to be going on, that's what we'll be talking about. 
So if it's MLB, it's MLB. If it's NBA, if it's NFL, if it's whatever. Whatever's, whatever happens to be going on, preseason, anything, I mean, who knows? Right, we're going to have some days, right? We have Friday, we have, we have nothing. Friday, we'll talk about Thursday slate and then talk some showdown, I guess, right? Showdown NBA for the All-Star game. Then we have Monday and Tuesday with no games, but I'll be here. 11 o'clock in the morning and whatever, whatever you ask, whatever, just show up. Maybe the show's shorter. Maybe we do a half an hour show on those days, but I'll just be here. So yes. So I, that's the plan. That's the plan. We'll be doing MLB stuff, showing off the stacks, going through results, DB, the same exact type of thing. Ronald Coley asks, what are the things that you think about when you see a player projected to be high owned? For example, Noel last night. I don't think anything. What should I think? That his relative value is lower now. Which means in lineups that he's in, I need to find leverage elsewhere. That's it. That's all I think about. Remember, lineups, not players. You could still play high-owned players. But you have to make your lineup differently now because they're high-owned. Depending on the contest that you're in. Going through the YouTube chat some more. Johnny Apple Ballet says, you look handsome today. I do. <laughs> this is the same guy with the makeup from yesterday. There's all conversation about bronzer yesterday. I don't know. Is this a new guy? Let's see. Jupocalypse has a lineup HQ suggestion. Can they show lineups with ceiling and median projections on the same screen instead of having to run two separate builds. Why would you, why? I don't know. Well, you could use the build using, I mean, that's why this, this thing exists over here. Like all the, all the, all the figures are here, floor minutes, median floor ceiling, but you could use the, the ceiling projections to build, right? You just have to switch or the floor projections. Right, ceiling and floor. So right, so I could I could do this. This would be the median. So I'm running 20 lineups on FanDuel. Right, and I'm getting this. Right, so 335.8. You could see, but I could run it at ceiling. You can get the ceiling projection. Right, 474.69. Right, and you can see that they're different, because obviously the standard deviations of certain players are different. So if I just use the, the median projections. I get Ingram and Cantor or whatever here. Basically, Jeremy Grant. Or I get House Powell, Ingram House for uh, basically House Grant. It's House Grant versus Powell Morris or something. Something is Powell something. It's a 2v2 based on the ceiling projection. So you could, you could do that. I don't know why, why you need to see them on the same screen. Because you get the builds, it stores the builds correctly, right? You get the medians, right? Right, you get the totals right here. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're asking for. Why, or or even why that would be useful to getting it side by side? Isn't that exactly what I just did here? I don't know. Clarify. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Card fan is asking if I'm wearing bronzer. Does it look like I'm wearing bronzer? Look how pale my skin is. 
right? If I go out in the sun for seven minutes, I get burnt. I'm one of those type of people. That's why I don't go out. J. Joe says, uh, Blender, you play golf in real life or do you have a real life? <laughs> do I play? Do I play in real life? No. Golf? No. I don't play anything in real life. 41 years old. I, my body feels like it's 73. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything physical anymore. Sit around in some air conditioning and watch TV. That, that's, that's what I do. Super Monkey 22 says, I need like a super newbie show. I understand the basketball player of DFS, but everything else is really new to me. I must study more. Well, you know what you could do? You could you get the theory of daily fantasy sports. It's my 15 hour audio masterclass. Thank you, thank you. It's, it's almost like I had like a little shill in there. I'm gonna throw this in. You know what? I need like, I need some like newbie reference type of stuff. And then it allows me to promote my thing, right? Thank you. That's a perfect placement. So yes, it's a 15 hour audio masterclass. It'll teach you all the fundamental concepts of the game theory of DFS. And it applies to any sport, so it doesn't matter. You can play NFL, MLP, NBA. There's no chapters on the sports. All of this applies to everything, right? That's why the chapters are not broken up by sport. Game objectives, player selection, expected value, leverage, correlation, construction, risk management, exploits, psychology. That's how you should be thinking about DFS and not like sport by sport. Because it applies to all the sports. Each sport has its own nuance, yes. Each sport has more concentration towards certain variables, certain aspects of play. That's why we don't talk that much about correlation because they're weak. So you shouldn't be focusing on it as much. Get on baseball, it's, it's practically all correlation. Hockey, right? We mentioned hockey before, that's correlation. More than projection and leverage. Basketball, it's more projection and leverage than correlation. So yeah, so go pick that up. Theoryofdfs.com. And you can just have me in your pocket. You can listen to it as many times as you want. And you can email me questions. Or you can come on, come on the show. I'm here every Monday through Friday at 11 in the morning. If you have any questions about it, just type it into the chat. I'm also on the Roto-Grinders Discord. So if you sign up for premium, rotogrinders.com slash premium. There's a link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. You could always ask me in the Roto-Grinders Discord. That's perfectly fine. Let's see. Any couple of questions before we get out of here? What's the number one mistake? Renald Brown, what's the number one mistake you see the average DFS player make when it comes to NBA? It's the same thing that with, with any other sport. Thinking in terms of the sport and not the terms of the game. That's the number one mistake that every average DFS player makes. Who do I think is going to do well? I don't, what does that matter? That doesn't matter playing DFS. I care, it's more useful for me to know what other DFS players are doing than what the basketball players are doing. Much more valuable. If I could, if I could, if I could pro accurately predict what my opponents are doing, I could exploit that easier than trying to predict the future of a basketball game. It's easier to do that. What are people going to do today? How can I be, how, what, how can I exploit that in my lineups? 
well, everyone's going to play this guy. Like, well, is he going to do well? I mean, we take a look at like, oh, everyone's going to play Kyle Lowry. But there, 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 there's a percentage of the time that he fails. So let's say he fails, fail, fails 30% of the time. If he's going to be like 80% owned, then he's like a negative EV play. You can still play him. He's still a high probability player, but he's going to be over-owned. But I'm not coming to that assessment because I think Kyle Lowry is going to do well or not going to do well. I don't care. It's a probability. Just like if you rolled a die, a six-sided die. If I was getting 20 to 1 on my money, on guessing the number, what do I care what number I pick? The sixth, I was six, six, one to six chance, one to five chance. Oh, is it going to be three? Is it going to be five? Is it going to be two? Who cares? Mathematically, no matter what number I pick, I'm going to be, I'm going to be profitable. So that's the same type of situation as, oh, is this guy going to do well? Well, that's why we have projections. It'll tell you the percentage of time that smash. You see that distribution curve, the floor, the ceiling, the median. That's the range of outcomes based on if you trust the model. Is he going to score 50 points today? Who knows? I don't know. He could score 35. He could score 66. He could score 20. He could score 80. There's a percentage, there's a probability of all of those outcomes. Which one is going to happen today? I'm not concerned about. I don't know what's going to happen today. Is he, is he a good play? Of course he's a good play. Right. Because everyone's out for the Raptors, right? And he's 8,100. It's going to be high usage. Okay, I get it. But there's a percentage of the time that he fails. So what is the field? What are the other opponents in your contest going to view it as? Are they going to be above or below the market on his probability? They're going to be above his market on the probability. Then you may want to come in under on. Still high probability doesn't mean you don't play him at all. But now you know how you have to build your lineups. But if it turns out that Lowry people weren't going to play for whatever reason, it was going to go under-owned, then now you know how to build your lineups with that. Now you know that you're actually gaining, you're gaining expected value by playing him in each of your lineups. That you, that you don't have to get as different. Kyle Lowry at... 20% owned this late and 60% owned are two different. The relative value of both of them are drastically different. But most average DFS players think in terms of, do I think Kyle Lowry is going to do well tonight? Should I play him tonight? I don't care. I, I, I don't predict outcomes. I don't care. I care more about what the ownership is going to be and how I have to build my lineups based on that. Because I can already see projects well. Okay, yes. I'd love to play him in every line. If he was 1% owned, maybe I'd play him in every lineup. Because how, how is he only 1% owned? Or people just miss this, right? You're getting so much relative value from that scenario that I want to jam it into as many lineups as possible. You tell me Kyle Lowry is 99% owned. I'm like, he's going to fail enough times that if I didn't play him in any lineup, that would that would be fine. The projection is still the same. It's, still, it's exactly the same, the same range of outcomes. Yet depending on what my opponents are going to do, drastically changes what I would find optimal to do, what's going to be the most profitable in the long run to do. So thinking like that, 
that that's how good DFS players think. Not who's going to do well tonight. How do I build a lineup that has a higher probability of winning than my opponents? That's it. And it can contain whatever players it has to contain in order to do that. And projections take the players and all the variables and give me numbers for them. So now I'm able to piece those things together. So some lineups could have Lowry, some lineups could not have Lowry. And they could end up with the same expected value. How do I play as many high plus EV lineups as I can? How many can I build? And the EV of my lineups depend on what my opponents do. Like I said, if Lowry was 1% owned today, like how did people miss this? Like he's the best projected play on the entire slate. And apparently everyone's missing it. Well, I want to I want to take advantage of that as much as possible. 99%, it's like, okay, now, now we're getting excessive. Doesn't mean I don't play him. I can still play him. It's just that now I have to find leverage somewhere else in my lineup. And there's going to be a point where his ownership is efficient to his projections. What's that point? 40% owned? 50% owned? 30% owned? Where is it? Where's that efficient line? Where it's like neutral relative value. It's like, okay, he's about as owned as he should be. Maybe it's 52%. And then you use that not to decide whether or not you go above or below, you know, exposure-wise. It's a measurement of relative value. The lower owned he is, the more value you get because less of your opponents are also getting those points. When he's 99% owned, every point you get, every, nearly everyone else gets. So what's the value of that relatively to the field? Not much. So if he's going to fail enough of the time, I'd rather have 99% of the field get 20 points instead of 50. If he fails with 28 points, that's more, that's worth, that's worth more to me than me having those points. But that's the game of DFS. I'm describing what DFS is. So it's like, it's not unique to the NBA. These are the things, these are the concepts that are in the theory of daily fantasy sports. How to think like a professional DFS player. Pick it up at theoryofdfs.com. But once, once, you, once you understand the concepts, and these aren't new, I didn't make these up, okay? I didn't invent any of this. I didn't invent any of this. Game theory, I didn't invent. This is math. This is, I didn't invent, not nothing. Just teaching it. But once you think like this, then you become a better player. Right, then you stop, you know, worrying about narratives and stuff and stuff that doesn't matter anymore. But that's what we go through on today. That's why the shows that I do are not pick oriented. You could play, you could play anyone you want, pretty much. There's a contest. There's probably a contest and a lineup that inclu- includes nearly anyone, as long as they're getting like maybe 16 minutes or something, right? Enough minutes in basketball. That there's a lineup that could possibly be plus EV. You play some bench guy or something that's going to be 0.1% owned. It's like, okay, you get there once every thousand times, but, and then you jam in the truck from there. It's like, okay, for a large field GPP, if you're point, the guy that you're the only one that has him goes off for 50 points in some odd, weird way, foul trouble plus blowout or something, you'll win. Like, is it, likely you should be doing that every slate probably not but that lineup would make sense to some extent to some extent 
So that's what play whoever you want is. Just there's a situation that any player could fit into a lineup that could be positive expected value. Going through the YouTube chat a little bit before we get out of here. Before we get out of here. Let's see. Everyone's talking to each other. I like I like this. I almost feel like I don't have to do it do my I could just show up here, just 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 fold my arms and go, okay, you guys take care of it. You guys take care of it. It's perfectly fine. Why do I have to show up at all? Right. Me and Devin are here, right? He's producing. It's like, well, do we just open up the YouTube chat and we go away? Right. It's perfectly fine. Right. Right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'll be here anyway. It doesn't matter. So just show up and uh, I'll hang out with you guys. That's perfectly fine. But I'm always here. As usual, hit those thumbs up, thumb, thummy thumbs on your way at the door. I think you guys did a good job. I, my apple juice is still cold. Yeah. Hit the thummy thumbs on the way out the door. Subscribe. Uh, hit the notification bell. We got uh, Grinders Live tonight with the OGs. I believe it's it's Wednesdays. It's Wednesdays, right? So it's it's Beer Makers Fan, Head Chopper, and, and Noto <coughs> tonight. Uh, for, a, what, 10 games? It's going to be none. It's going to be stupid, right? Who knows? But everything that I mentioned, it's going to be a Raptors-Lakers slate, and then the next thing you know, it's going to be something completely different. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Or LeBron decides that he wants to play. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen tonight? But uh, I'll be back tomorrow to discuss all the shenanigans that happened tonight. Because I'm here, as usual, every weekday, 11 in the morning Eastern for you. On the DFS pregame show here on rotogrinders.com. 